Hey, everybody, welcome back. HSC Podcast 97. Your big box Steve on the mic, big smooth, and fresh Wes. And uh, we are into conference championship week in the NFL. So, a lot to talk about the divisional round. Uh, lots of coaching moves happen around the NFL. Um, you know, a little bit of, of other sports, uh, college football stuff happening, but. Right now, I think the focus is uh, finishing up the NFL playoffs and getting closer to the Super Bowl. So thanks for listening. If you're listening on um, YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like. If you're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, thanks for listening. Don't forget to comment. So let's get into it. Uh, first, uh, you know, Super Bowl coming up is going to be exciting. You know, Super Bowl every year. I was looking at the stat the other day. Yeah, you know, how many teams haven't won a Super Bowl? Uh, oh, not haven't played in a Super Bowl. Lots of teams. Hey, I know, yeah, played, but how many teams haven't actually won a Super Bowl? Well, give me three minutes, I can figure it out. But <laughs> I really haven't thought about it. I think isn't it like nine, eight, or nine, something like that? Well, it's. I mean, you got. You got all the expansion, really. You got the Jags, the, the Panthers, the Texans. All you do is go through all the division. You have eight divisions. Go through each one. It's simple. We could do right. it. We could do it in one minute. Bills. Well, they, they have. Yeah, Bills haven't. Uh, okay, AFC East is done because the rest of them won. Yeah, Texans, Titans, Jackson, Jacksonville, Denver, Titans. Titan, Titans, that's four. Uh, Browns. Chargers. Bengals. So this is seven. Oh, this is this is not even close. It's a lot of AFC. <laughs> it's seven in the Cardinals. AFC. Vikings, Lions, Falcons. Eleven. Panthers, yeah, and that's it, right? Yeah, isn't that isn't that crazy how high that number is? That is pretty well, high. If you ball. think about though, like what Browns, Texans, uh, Panthers, Jack, you know what I mean? There's a bunch of ones that haven't been around as long as others, but yeah, like the Lions, the Vikings, Chargers, right? Twelve teams. That's actually a lot for. 57 Super Bowls, 58, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at that, you know, and you you always kind of think about the teams that haven't played in the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah. But when you look at teams that haven't actually won, there's some teams that played in quite a few Super Bowls and haven't won. Yeah. Well, um, that's why I wanted Bill's Lions, because then one of them would have. Get a new, uh, a new Super Bowl champion in there. So that was interesting, uh, kind of just – stat is looking at um and then they i was also as i was looking at all these teams like there's then there's only like i don't know four or five teams that have never played a super bowl and never lost the only super bowls they played in they won oh which teams are those buccaneers yeah bucks were two and oh right the jets i think are one and oh yeah yeah Uh, and then baltimore baltimore right they were two and zero. They're two and zero. Two and zero. Yeah. 
And then um I think there's only like five teams. Four or five teams, but shoot. The uh I can't even think who the other would be. It would be the um, Was it the Saints? Well, Saints are one and oh, yeah. Yeah, so Saints were another one, one and oh. There's a couple one and oh teams. What about well, I know they're not that anymore. The commanders. No, they lost they lost the Raiders. Oh right, duh. Yeah. <laughs> the best Marcus Allen. Um I think there's one we're missing. I think there's five. Because we got, yeah, got the, the Jets, the Ravens, the Bucks, the Did the Rams make it in the seven did they lose in the seventies? No, they, they they uh they lost to the Steelers in eighty. 80. And they lost to the Patriots. Um, man, we should know this. Panthers, Seahawks. Um, no, um, Ravens. It might have been four, but I think it was five. Well, it's no one from the AFC West. Just the Ravens from the AFC Central or North. Uh, well, maybe it was only four. I can't. I can't think of a, a franchise that has has not lost the Super Bowl when when you think about it. Did the Colts? No, the Colts lost to the Saints. The Colts oh. would have been. Oh no, they lost, lost to the Jets too. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you go way back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I think there's only four. I yeah, it might have been just four. Well, let's see. So. Like that was that was like kind of a passing stat. I was looking at it. I was I didn't. I was really looking at the teams that hadn't won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's got. Be. Oh, the Bears. The Bears. Bears lost to the Colts. Oh, the Bears lost. Oh, yeah, Bears lost to the Colts. Harsh. Should have been Should have been two zero. Harsh. Yeah, that was brutal gloss too because it's like it was you know. 20 years since they've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then now it's 20 years again since they lost the Super Bowl. Well, did you know this, though? The Cowboys haven't been to an (laughs) NFC championship game since 1996. No, I, yeah. Well, that's the thing. When you get there, you got to win, you know, because look at, there's, well, we just talked about 12 teams that haven't even won one. Yeah. So you can't squander these opportunities of Buffalo. <laughs> Vikings. Yeah. It looked like Denver was going to be that way for a while, too. Yeah. And they came back. So uh, the AFC West, you have three teams with three Super Bowls and then one with zero. Yeah. Yeah, the Chargers are really holding that division back. But that's something we can talk about too here as we talk about the Chargers and coaches. And um, yeah, I, I, I haven't kept a too much eye on. I don't know if you guys have been looking at the college football transfer portal much. Well, it's such like, okay, so last week we talked, I said Will Rogers was leaving Washington. Now he changed his mind. He's right. So it's yeah. kind of like, I'm not going to, like, until I see it, them on the field, I don't know where they're at. Yeah, Cam Ward. It's, it's crazy. Cam Ward was in the this. portal. Then Cam Ward was in the draft. And now <laughs> Cam Ward at Miami, right? It's like. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if you guys were seeing all these moves. It's like, it's worse than, like, uh, like free agency and, and uh, 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the uh, the training camp stuff when guys are getting cut and things like that, because it's just like, oh, this person's going over here. These people are coming and going. And, yeah. and uh, now they're like, first, Ohio State's going to lose all these people. Now Ohio State's going to get all these people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's well, that's crazy. the thing. It's like, that's why all the coaches are leaving. Yeah. No one to deal with this. It, it yeah, it's too much chaos. Like, and you're allow you're allowing these college athletes to dictate everything. Like, oh, I, I just want to leave, and you know, it's not much you could do about it. But God, it's like you get up. I get updates on my phone about the portal, and it's like thirty a day. Yeah. And these are big moves. These these are like, hey, he's going to Air Force, right? Because there's another hundred of those. (laughs) There's like, it's like, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is insanity. You know, why would you even want to be involved in any of this? Like, it's just stupid. It's making a mess for sure. Like, I think this year and how this plays out is going to be maybe kind of an eye opener you know, around college football and NCAA to say, hey, we, we need to do something. Well, I, I think I think they're going to – this year is going to be a complete mess. I think the next year they're going to be like, we need to do something. And I think the year after they're going to do something. They're going to create another body. And they're going to get the Sabins of the world and all these people to create another body to put a kibosh on this because this is going to get out of hand. It's already out of hand. Just stupid. Well, no, yeah. Now, then you add in the money. Yeah, you're not going to have the. None of these players are going to have any perseverance whatsoever, because it's like, oh, I got sent to second string because I wasn't catching the ball. Well, I'll go to another school now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to a different school. I'm, you know, or you lose like your that. starting job, or like they bring in a better recruit. You, you I'm not going to try to work harder. I'm just going to go someplace right. else. I don't want to compete for my job. I'll just go to another school. That was like I was watching the documentary on Joe Montana, and he was like seventh string for Mon- for Notre Dame. Right. He started off as seventh string. Yeah. I mean, he... If Tom Brady would have just been like, eh, I'm just going to go to baseball right. because, you know, I'm playing with Drew Henson. You know, they're giving Drew Henson the starts over me. Or I'm going to get drafted in the sixth round, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an effect, you know. You see, we'll see what kind of effect it has on some of the newer players coming into the NFL that transferred a lot or, you know, were transfers and things like that. So you'll have a little bit of a a test pool to to kind of look at. What about the guys that are like staying for nine years? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> like, how do you actually just medical redshirt every year? Medical well, lots of people every... stay for nine years. Yeah, they're called doctors. They're called doctors. <laughs> um, isn't it? Is I don't know that there's a limit on medical redshirts. Is there? I think it's like nine years. Is it? Is that the max? Well, because I don't know. What's his uh, Tua's brother tried to get another year, and then they said no. Yeah, yeah. Go. How many does Cam Rising have? Oh, Cam Rising. Well, he's got seven. Yeah, this has got to be a seventh, right? Yeah. So he's he's been around. 
Because I mean, you get your your normal eligibility, and then you get like your regular red shirt, and then you get like <clears throat> medical red shirt. That's six. And then you must get another one. I think you can get multiple. Red and then you had COVID. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> your COVID year. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but I, you know, I think it helps them a little bit to a point to stay a little longer for sure. Yeah. That that's definitely missing in in call in basketball, right? I mean, college basketball yeah. needs that. Well, obviously, if you're staying for nine years, though, you better get your academics up because you ain't making it pro. <laughs> no. Cam Rising will be an interesting one. You don't think he'll go pro? Maybe. Oh, I'm sure someone will pick him up in free yeah. agency. Yeah. Why not? Whether he can make it out of training camp without getting cut. Maybe he'll be a practice squad guy. I yeah. don't know. I mean... Yeah, so uh, the transfers, that, that's interesting. As you talk about players, you know, coming out, um, Caleb Williams, obviously, everybody thinks he's number one overall pick. I mean, there's a transfer transfer guy, you know. Uh, Bo Nix, transfer guy. Penix. Penix. Jaden Daniels. Jayden, almost all the quarterbacks are, except Drake May, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of them, you know, like, Penix, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, they were all like, you know, okay, so Jaden Daniels, it was the coach was fired. Paul, what a turmoil there. He wanted to go someplace new. Bo Nix, they they didn't like him at all at Auburn, right? So he wanted to leave and be better. Somewhere. But like a lot of the other ones like they're having now, they're just like, oh, where's the, I played really well. Let's go here now. Right. Now I get like um also we talked about last week uh, what I can't remember his name, but the Alabama recruit the quarterback. He's Sam, gone. Sam went to Ohio State. Yeah. And he's he he was one of the top quarterbacks coming out. And so right. he went to Ohio and that's honestly that's a big pickup for Ohio State. That guy's pretty good. So I watched some high school tape on him. Um that's a steal for them. And that sucks for Alabama, but I mean they still got they still got their guy, but still, I mean that's a big pickup for Ohio State. But I get it. Like if I'm a recruit and I'm like, oh, I want to go play for Nick Saban, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna play. And then for he's him. like, peace, I'm out. I'm like, screw right. that. Yeah. And, I'm and, someplace else then. You know, it's like another thing that's annoying about especially coaches now. You know, it's like it's all about recruiting. I get it. But do you really have to go on the Pac McAfee show? Like DeBoer gets on the <laughs> Pac McAfee show. It's like, do you think that really helps you recruiting, dude, by getting on the Pat McAfee, McAfee show? And he's sitting there. Pretty popular. Like, I would. <laughs> if I'm a recruit, uh, if he goes, it's like the difference is, is Pat McAfee to me is like Arsenio Hall, where like going on ESPN is like going on Jay Leno or something. Right. McAfee's the hip. I don't know. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You're on like Stephen A's show. I don't care about that. But if you go on Pat McAfee, then you're like, oh, that guy's a little bit cooler. Like Aaron Rodgers? 
Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, I think uh, he's McAfee's just popular right now. You know, he's he's kind of the it show. Um, so people use it to you know get reach, get, reach audience. Well, here's the thing that he's I think untouchable. that's touchable. That's that's another thing. That, and Saban went on his show too. I mean, oh yeah, there's but, tons of people. But Saban did it. I think because, hey, dude, I'm giving everybody, I'm going to be gone pretty soon. I'm actually going to give people access. Like, and it was interesting because you wanted to hear what he had to say because, okay, let me ask you a question. How did you win six national titles with Alabama? Help us out here. And it's like he's giving us insight. He's not like Aaron Rodgers who just wants to be in front of the camera. You know, Saban doesn't really like the camera. You know, and 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 the whole Affleck thinks different. Well, that's that he's given that's he's given it. His, his family's TV. getting <laughs> his, his, his commercial his, money. His family's getting like insurance for that. You know? Oh, it's yeah. He's you know not making like he's not has like seven hundred million dollars or anything. That oh no, I need to do this so I can get insurance. Well, he's well, getting money. Not for him. I'm talking about family. Whole right, I think seven hundred million could get you pretty good insurance. You don't really need to go on commercials to get insurance. Yeah, well, he's doing he's for the money. A, he's not Obviously. a commercial whore like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> What's he on? He's on another Subway commercial. Like I'm sitting there watching TV last night. I'm like, oh, he's on Subway now. He's on this. He's on that. He just wants the attention. Saban's yeah. not that good. Okay, but Wes, your criteria for being able to do commercials. Travis Kelsey can do commercials, you would say. Can't do them all. But but here's the thing. That's too um, many. You've won two, right? You've won two championships here. Holmes has won two. It's like, how many commercials are they doing here? A lot. Well, just, Justin no, Herbert's doing Manning, commercials. That's who we need Peyton to go after. One, when Peyton Manning won one, he was doing like four commercials. These guys are doing a lot more than that. Like it's getting ridiculous. So you just don't watch TV. You don't have to see these guys. Well, when you watch the games, that's when you watch. Yeah, TV. you see, you see it all the time. I mean, you watch <laughs> the games and you're like, "Fuck!" I mean, I was watching the Kansas City game with no sound. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Another Kansas City commercial, another one. <laughs> like, no, it's the the Kelseys right now are also kind of the the football stars of the of tv and and media right now i mean you see obviously you saw the jason kelsey stuff Uh, (laughs) his shirt off like he's every man that's the thing is he's he's up for what uh, the uh what's it called the sexiest man alive yeah sexiest man alive right he's he's a runner up i guess dude come on Dude, he's a beast, man. Look at those pecs. <laughs> well, what's funny is I was listen I was watching there and they like they told the story of like his first date with his wife and he got like so trashed that his friend had to carry him home. <laughs> that was the first date. <laughs> yeah, after he met his wife on Tinder. <laughs> what? Are you serious? No, so one of those apps, I think it was Tinder. Somehow. Oh, All right. Well. Yeah. All right, he's yeah, cooler in my book Jason now, Kelsey, man. <laughs> like, he met his wife on an app. 
god. But yeah, yeah, they're definitely uh the where all the media attention's going right now. So that's to be expected. Um so finishing up this college coach or college thing, let's talk about Harbaugh. So Harbaugh, you know, the official announcement, Harbaugh's going to the Chargers. I mean, obviously that's in your guys' division. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm really excited. I'm stoked <laughs> to have a great quote coach in our division. Another one is, I don't know. Derek has more insight. Derek's really mad, I can tell. Well, I mean, the thing is, is Harbaugh still has to deal with the Spanoses, like one of the worst ownership groups in the NFL. And we saw what happened with uh, the Niners. We'll see how 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 long this partnership lasts. Um, but to yeah, say Harbaugh definitely wants to do things his way. Yeah, and I mean, he they should be good right mm -hmm. we've been saying the Chargers should be good for like 10 years well, well here's the thing now you have a real defensive coach not what's his face like that guy's supposed to be a defense coach like their defense sucked and they actually have tools on defense and they're going to get better players in the draft they're going to have a good defense they should have a good defense and if they don't have a good defense why is Harbaugh even there and also to help Herbert if Herbert doesn't play better, and all this, that's another dude that needs to stop doing commercials. <laughs> like, why are you doing commercials? Dude? What, because you have hair? Like, congratulations, you have hair. You really haven't done anything in the NFL, dude. You need to stop doing commercials and win a couple playoff games. He does have nice hair. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, now he should, he should, if, Herbert doesn't play better. That's on Harbaugh. Harbaugh is a quarterback coach. He, he you know, he should be able to fix. He should be able. He's not going to be the offensive coordinator, but he's going to help design the offense to make things easier for Herbert. Because I don't care what anybody says. Herbert lacks confidence. Yeah, he's not the most confident guy. Well, he uh... he's got all the ability. He just lacks the confidence. He's very – he's not as accurate as as you'd think. You know, he, he misses a lot of throws. He does. If you, if you watch tape on him, um, he, he definitely – he's got a cannon for an arm, you know, and, and he can make all the throws. He just misses a lot. Yeah. What is well, it, Derek? Doesn't Derek – Derek, doesn't he have the most interceptions in the fourth quarter, like for a starting quarterback in the last couple of years? Yeah, I think that was a stat. Yeah, like fourteen. Last time I saw it was fourteen. But he hasn't played played half the year. But yeah, the thing is, is the problem with the Chargers is their window kind of is closing, and you got a bunch of veterans and aging veterans that cost lots of money. Yeah. So you're going to be seeing some casualties. Uh, Keenan Allen's a free agent. Austin Eckler's free. Austin Eckler's gone. He's a free agent. Right. Mac is going to be like making thirty million. You can't have that. Well, here, here's the thing. Also, is if if you know Keenan Allen is he's expendable at this point, and you have the fifth pick in the draft, and you and you're going to have one of the highest, like highest wide receiver 
you know, there's going to be a lot of receivers taken in the first round, I guess. But you got a doozy there. Like, I mean, that's just tempting for the Chargers to get a doozy because, yeah, Keenan Allen's getting old. Michael Michael's always hurt. Like, they're going to have to get younger at the receiver position. And and what sucks is I think the Bears would love a doozy. I think I wouldn't mind him either, but we need a quarterback. But still, he could go at five because the Chargers need – they're going to need to get younger at the receiver. Yeah, the neighbors. Their fault yeah. – their problem is they just took Johnson at, what, 15? Yeah, but then I think they might have realized that was a mistake. Right. Yeah. I know, but that's what I'm saying is how many times can you keep drafting? You know, you sometimes yeah. you shy – you get gun shy. That's Detroit. Remember when they drafted, was, kept drafting receivers? Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Detroit, that <laughs> I mean, lesson. Right. At some point, yeah, you're right. You got to get a little gun shy and say, let's be a little safer with this pick. You know, um, because, you know, yeah, Keenan Allen definitely is aging out. But if Mike Williams can play, you still got Palmer and you got Johnson. So it's not like you don't have receivers. I was thinking for them, the perfect weapon for Herbert is Bowers. Brock Bowers. Right. On that, they they on need that a tight offense. end for sure. I mean, they had Gerald Everett. He's good, but no. isn't it always nice to have two? Yeah, I mean, um, Everett is he? He's not. Um, he's lazy, for lack of a better term. He he could be way better than he is if he was motivated and played to his potential. But he gets lazy. Like he takes plays off. He he like he asks to go to the sideline when he gets tired. You know, and it's like. You don't see many star players doing that. So I don't think, I don't think, I think Everett needs to be replaced for sure. Uh, but do you draft Brock Bowers at five? No, that's, that's, but you also could trade down with like the Falcons or somebody. Right. So why does Harbaugh take this job then? Like, I mean, you, you start looking at this team, you're like, well, they're, they're aging. Herbert. Their window's short. You take it just for Herbert? I mean, if you look at all the openings, Herbert's the only good quarterback, right? Yeah. Only established, right? Yeah, there's this. And then, you know, like the media fawns over Herbert. Yeah. I guess. I mean, he does. Yes, he has the best arm in the group. Well, statistically, he's good, too. I mean. And they have Keith is on defense, and it's L.A. It's. You know, it is also L.A. That does factor into this. Like, if it was him going, oh, you could go to New England or go to, you know. Atlanta. 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 Like, like he's like, no, I think I'll just go to L.A. Yeah. They got, they got pieces, and they could make it work. They could get to the playoffs in a year. But – yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I don't like their chances uh in the long run here. I think in a couple of years you might be struggling. But we'll oh, see. Yeah. I mean, you never know what what he I mean, you look at um I hate to bring Green Bay up, but you look at their draft in the last 2 years. I mean, they just put together a whole new team in 2 years. Mhm. And so, you know, if you do well in the draft, you can do that. Yeah, how many receivers did they hit on in late rounds? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Dobbs and Reed and Watson and 
Yeah, they got they got some. They definitely have some receive. I mean, set first and second year guys. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't matter, right? If you if you draft right, if you manage your personnel right, and you got a quarterback already established, then they do have good defense players. Yeah, you know, Max obviously eventually going to be a thorn in the in the salary, and and he's going to age out, but he's still good right now. Well, even there. Harbaugh, the one thing about Harbaugh, and I think other teams are going to try this too, is I think you just want to get younger on defense and you want to get guys that are hungry and they're not around that fifth-year option or after it. You want guys – you want to get young on defense, guys that fly through the ball. You want want backups for backups, and you just want to do that. You you don't really need superstars on defense. The days of superstars on defense, unless you could you get lucky and get one, those days to build a team, they want their superstars on offense. You know, and yeah, so look, I mean, Kansas City is a great example of that. You know, you look at last year they won the Super Bowl with the youngest defense in the league. You know, and and that defense was the youngest. They just got a year older and a little better. That's going to well, be the new blueprint. They do have a superstar defensive tackle, though. Right. Yeah, but, that you know, you got one guy, you know, that guy. doesn't make a defense, you know. But top to bottom, yeah. they're they're young. Right. You can afford one or two of those guys, you know, and then just get – just just draft young, just get a defensive young – Defensive line. Defensive line seems to be the place for it, too. Like, you look at around the league, like the Nick Bosa's, the – um, well, what's your guys' name? I always forget his name. Crosby, Watt, Crosby, Garrett, yeah, Crosby, Watt, Bosa. I mean, there's a lot of them. You know, Mac was there for a while. Aaron Donald, Donald inside. So defensive line, I think, tends to be the place where people are wanting their their stars. Unless you're the commanders and you waste Sweat and Chase Young and Deron Payne. Yeah. Who's the other defensive tackle was great also. They had yeah, four, they had four awesome linemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, the other guy was big, big, uh, big something. Was well, there was hit him, but uh, Iandonis, but it was. Yeah, Iandonis, yeah. They have another defensive tackle that was good too. Yeah. Um well Philly, you know, they were trying to put themselves in that position with the four defense with the defensive line. Right. But I don't know that you get better than San Francisco's right now. I mean, geez. Oh my gosh. Oh, Jonathan Allen. Well, oh, yeah, that's see. right. And then and what did they come? Oh my god. Don't even get me started on the commanders. Yeah, they, they, I mean, you really kind of throw away a, a great defensive line right there. Although I'm not sold on Chase Young. Well, he is now on the what you were talking about. So look at this. Okay. The 49ers. And here's another one. They, they've kind of underachieved when you look at this. Chase Young, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Nick Bosa, 
Javon Kinlaw, Randy Gregory. Right. Sebastian Joseph Day. Yeah. No, I was watching Gregory coming in. Something for Chase Young. I thought Gregory was playing better. I would I'd play more Gregory than Chase Young. Yeah, Chase Young. It's like you hardly even know he's on the field. Uh he was yeah. just yeah, he was he, he was late on a lot of his plays. He's getting pushed around a lot. Yeah. But, you know, I've been watching a few games of theirs this year, kind of waiting for him to break out, and he just hasn't. I mean, obviously he's getting pressure because you got double team on the Bosa side every time. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how, how he works out. But, yeah, San Francisco's hard. Their line's hard to beat. Um, so, yeah, I guess Harbaugh got some rebuilding or, you know, We'll see if they can come. If he comes in, makes an instant impact. I I also think it's tough coming into that division because I think the Raiders are. I mean, we said this before, but they might be on their way back up again. Um, Kansas City, you know, it's always going to be there. Seems like, and uh, Denver, Sean Payton's going to make things happen eventually, right? They could. The division could turn back into a bloodbath. Yeah, very quickly. Well, considering that the Raiders how horrible it was early they still ended the division four and two right yeah yeah definitely uh had a good run you know and their defense looked a lot better you know so if if pierce comes in and he's like defense first well they need a quarterback and that's why they need to desperately they need to trade up they got him Either that or they trade for Fields, but I don't know. I think, they they, yeah, they got to look at Daniels. I think, I think Daniels is probably their best bet. Yeah. Cause you could get him later, right? You don't have to go all the way up to one, you know, or Shoot. two. The ESPN guru has Jaden Daniels going three to really? the one, two, three for quarterback. Yep. Wow. What could happen? Which I guess when you look at the draft, like and needs, that makes sense, you know, because what what the teams at the top need are the quarterbacks. So obviously, everyone's listening to our podcast and listening to Wes talk about how bad Mac Jones is. Way to go, Wes! (laughs) Now they're gonna draft a quarterback. Now they're gonna go quarterback. No, actually, he's not that bad. <laughs> I think the Patriots could do well with them. You can't walk back on Mac Jones now. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, so Patriots got to go quarterback, right? Manders got to go quarterback. Well, you're not gonna you're not gonna give uh, good old Sam another year, huh? No. <laughs> well, you never know. They could. They could sit there and say, you know what? It's not like we're going to be good this next year anyway. Why not build it from the inside out? And then when – because I think some teams look at the quarterbacks and they're like, we like Caleb. He's a generational talent, kind of an idiot, but he's a generational talent. But I don't don't think anybody really is really sold on Drake May yet. And you keep going down the line, you go to Penix, you get – and I just I think Washington might just sit on the sidelines another year, 
and just build and just build it from the ins- build the team from the inside out. You never know. Some of these teams can do that. They might not like Penix. Penix Penix is is not your prototypical quarterback. Knicks is thought to be not that great. You know, Drake May, you don't really know a lot about Drake May. You're going to find a lot about it in the combine. But still, they might just say, you know what? We'll just, we'll draft another position of need, you know? Well, if if I'm the commanders, they're in the same situation as the Texans last year. I would trade out. Yeah. Because right. think about it. You've got the Eagles and the Cowboys aren't going anywhere. And you're not going to compete with them next no, year. You're not competing, no, no, no. So why don't you trade down, get more draft picks, then next year when like you have Shadur Sanders or who else ever comes out that's like, oh, this is the guy. Well, you go after that. them. Yeah, it's not like like this is the last year you'll ever get a quarterback. I mean. There's some nice quarterbacks, but you know what? They all, they all have flaws. They're no, there's no sure thing anymore. You know, get more draft picks. They need a team. Their team is not good. You know, they've unloaded a lot of their defense. They need, they need draft picks. They need to build a team. You know, well, they got draft picks coming for those guys, though. No, you know, those are third rounders, weren't they? Theirs is a second rounder. Oh, was it? Oh yeah, because yeah. they love giving second rounders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they love giving. Uh-huh. But although I I'm fine with that trade though. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah, a second for you know Chase Playpool. Come on. Yeah, that one was. There was no hope for that to work out. That's still kind of ridiculous to me because Claypool was never even that great. No, it was a horrible trade. I don't even know what they were thinking. So, I mean, and look, so let's say you do have that, though. I mean, that puts four or five. So let's say one goes Bears, Caleb Williams, two goes Patriots, Drake May, and three goes Jane Daniels to Washington. Oh. I mean, that puts a lot of good players out there for other teams over the next, you know, 10 picks. Mm -hmm. Because you still got the top defensive guys. You got the top other positions besides quarterback receivers and tight ends and i think this will be the first year i don't i don't know maybe not i but that i can recall i think the top 10 it's all offensive players yeah because yeah i got you got three quarterbacks three receivers two tackles right brock bowers yeah i mean I mean, it's hard to think though. Um, what's his name from Alabama doesn't sneak in there? That lineman Turner. Yeah, Dallas Turner. No, I think I mean, that's the the group you've got. You got Dallas Turner. You've got Kool Aid. You've got um, was it Luli Tuptup? Yeah, I got Musile. Yeah, those are what you're looking at. But it's like, do you want to take Dallas Turner? Because he's not Will Anderson. Right. Or do you want to take Malik Neighbors or Ndunze? Right. right? Or Alt or um, 
The guy from uh, Penn State. Patashanu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you might be right. It might be an all-offensive top 10. So that'll be interesting. Closer you get, you know, and, and you look at that, you know, it's uh, – we kind of talk, mentioned this earlier before we actually started the uh, – the Bears drama just keeps growing, you know, and it's just getting wild with what people are talking about, these trades and what they should do, what they shouldn't do, and – Man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a crazy off season. But I was looking at one thing, and they were talking about how you almost got to make your you want to make your decision on Justin Fields before the actual season ends. Because they were talking about because there's some other like teams if teams are interested in them, they want to be they have to do it before the season ends in some right. cases. So if you want to get something for him, you might have to make that decision before the end of the Super Bowl. Right. So maybe they'll, maybe they have to do that if that's the way they're going to go. Um, the, the one, one, I guess the best argument I've heard so far was, do you want fields so let's say you keep fields and you draft, even if you stay top, you know, draft and you get Marvin Harrison Jr., right? You stay in the top four or five. Do you want fields throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore? Or do you want to trade back or not trade back and then get Caleb Williams and then get Ndunze with your next pick? And that's, have Caleb Williams thrown to Ndunze and DJ. That that's that's kind of the trade-off there. That's the way I see it too. Is if you get Caleb, you can get a Duze. If you trade down, you could yeah. It's basically I mean But do you get your left tackle? Do you get Alter Fashanu? Right. You, you don't in that here. scenario where in the, the third scenario is you trade back and you get and Dunze anyway, keep fields. So you got fields thrown to Dunze and DJ Moore, and you add that tackle. We get tackle. Because yeah, I mean, I think it's right now there's if you get past those two, you have JC Latham and then the uh, tackle from Oregon State. Right. So and then probably like the top 15. No, you ideally you want to be eight, nine, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, that this is going to get more and more interesting get closely in the season. Obviously, after the end of the season, maybe we'll have some things that shore up, and then it's just trade talks and, and things like that and get closer to the draft. How about this? List scenario D. Keep Justin Fields, draft Marvin Harrison, and draft a Dunze. Right. <laughs> yeah, just give them both. And then you have a Dunze, Marvin Harrison Jr., and a and DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Right. I mean, technically their line's not that bad to where I mean it's they don't need a good line, they'll just throw 30 screens a game. Right. <laughs> well, he, another thing is at some point, I think teams might go that route anyways. Like, all right, I'm gonna 
I'm going to draft someone in the top five that at any moment he's getting, he's has all this contact every play and he's getting hurt a lot. The chance of him getting hurt is a lot more higher than a receiver or a quarterback. So why am I drafting him top five? Well, that's you why know? running backs aren't going, you know? Yeah. Like they're, they just get hurt too often. You know, linemen get hurt all the time and, it's best just to build, you know, you can get linemen later or through different channels. and Yeah, you can't even tackle receivers anymore. Yeah, can't. <laughs> can't touch quarterbacks, can't tackle receivers, so they're going to go top 10, you know. Yeah, so, uh, again, you know, love love the speculation on these, so we can talk about that all day, but there's games to be talked about. So let's talk about divisional games here. Um, well, obviously, you know, one we're, one of the four is out, right, that we had. So Buffalo loses to Kansas City. Yeah. So that eliminates uh, one or four. I think that's two of Wes's four, right? Yeah, so Wes, yeah, Wes is down two now. So we're down to two and three, respectively. But the, uh, I mean, <laughs> when you look at this Buffalo-Kansas City game, uh, did you guys watch the whole game? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did. I wasn't yeah, it was, uh, I mean, there are so many mistakes by both teams, but Buffalo just, just likes shooting themselves in the foot. You know, obviously the field goal miss at the end, I mean, not they could they should have tied it. We should have another overtime game. Mistakes, drop passes. Yeah, Sherfield drop, Diggs's drop. Yeah. But you know what? You know what do you you can't really take it away from Kansas City, you know, like they keep doing it every year. And it's every year you're like, well, they don't have the firepower anymore. They don't have the defensive players. They, you know, it's all these things, and yet they keep winning. Yeah. You so, do enough. You got at some point give them some credit. Uh, I just think I think Buffalo really blew their chance there because they were playing so well towards the end of the year. So they had a lot of momentum in these playoffs. It's injuries. I mean, yeah, the injuries mounted up. Is there's only so much they could. Losing uh, Gabe Davis didn't help because he didn't have. They just rolled up on Diggs, and they're like everybody else beat. Kincaid can beat us. Everybody else can beat us, and. They did a good job on Cook, the running game. They really secured that. They weren't going to let Cook beat them. It, it just kind of ran out of options. It's all about Josh Allen running. You know, Josh Allen could have ran more and they might have won the game. <laughs> he was but running he every other enough. play. <laughs> he ran. He ran enough. I mean, yeah. he had he had eighty yards rushing. I mean, how many more yards is is he going to run for? Well, you I mean, also. They were in the backfield a lot. You, you see how many times Cook got hit and or the, just their yeah. running backs got hit in the backfield? Because like, they keep, let them get three, two, three yards of pressure. Be, because they were smart. They said Cook could be the different. Cook could kill us. If Cook 
gets off on us, we're done. They're going to beat us. They're going to roll over us because it's going to open every. They decided, you know what? Our main focus, let's take out Cook. And they did. That was smart. Defensively, strategically, that was smart to take out Cook. You know? I I don't know. Me watching the game, they didn't really stop the running game at all, the Chiefs. Well, they, they didn't stop Allen, but they, they didn't or let Cook get off so much. Johnson. I mean, between Cook and Johnson, they had 101 yards. Yeah, but. And then you put in Josh Allen, that's 172, 173 yards rushing they gave up. Yeah. Now, Josh Allen only had 186 yards passing. Right. Because he couldn't throw the ball. And Diggs, I mean, let's see if it shows how many drops there were in this game. A lot of his, his running yards were scramble yards, though. Yeah. It was just he didn't nobody was open and, and he had to move. But but Diggs three catches twenty one yards, right? Well, with the what was killing them on the run game was they kept getting it into like long second and thirteens. You know, it's like yeah. you, you they try to run up first down. Now you're in second and twelve, and then you go right. three. They down. weren't imaginative. It was like let's always run on first down. Yeah, and yeah, it's they're just predictable all the time. They, I mean, yeah, they got yards, but like, there, there were so many times that they they had negative rush plays, though that that hurts your your game plan overall because now down and distance matters in how you now run the ball. So now they know you're going to throw it. So what are they doing? Now they're key and digs, you know, and Josh Allen has to run the ball again and scramble, and and then they just got stuck into that um, that game plan all game. That really, I mean, it really was. I didn't look. It didn't look like their offense was comfortable to me all game. It didn't look like a normal. They weren't running their normal offense. <laughs> it was a lot of scrambling. It was a lot of like even like the Shakir touchdown. You know, that's lucky to get that touchdown. You get them coming back to the ball, making a great catch, falling out of bounds. You know, and and that's not with that's they didn't draw that up. <laughs> So they just, they just didn't look comfortable with me, and I think probably that says a lot for Steve Spagnuolo's game plan. You know, he he really uh, he really had a good game plan for how they wanted to play defense. Although you know, Kansas City, I still th- feel like they kind of scraped by. You know, they just barely barely got by again, just doing enough to win, really. Well, and the big thing is, is what's happened all year is Kelsey hasn't been Kelsey, right? And he's Mahomes' best and only target, really. So what happened this game? Kelsey was Kelsey. Right. Oh, they win. He had six targets, caught five of them, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you look at, I mean, I feel like Rasheen Rice is playing better for them. You know, you've seen him in the last few games. Yeah. Later part of the year showing up a little bit. So that's helpful, I think, for Kelsey. You know, to have someone else that is catching the ball. Uh, but it sounds like they uh, Pacheco didn't practice today. So that might be uh, a problem for he's, them. He's been nursing. He'll, he'll play. He's been nursing stuff. He's been 
on the injury report for like three or four weeks now. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how they uh, they they go forward. Um, Packers 49ers game was interesting. You know, I, 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 you always have a little bit of rust when you're coming off of a bye week. Baltimore had it too. You know, San Francisco had it, but it doesn't, I don't feel like San Francisco really shook it off all game. Like they, they just looked rusty the whole game. Uh, but I mean, Packers should have won that game. The Pack, Packers kind of screwed that game up. I mean, they lost Debo and they look shook. They look, all right, what do we do? Or we'll give it to McCaffrey. And McCaffrey played well, but that almost wasn't enough because the Packers, they, I mean, they, they let a lot of, through those two interceptions that killed them, you know, he, Jordan Love reverts to being Jordan Love. And you're just like, what are you doing, dude? Like, let the ball get away from them, and it's just like they had the Niners on the ropes in the third quarter, and they just they kind of screwed up in areas. They they had a couple picks. Purdy was throwing the ball all over the place. They had a pick six. Savage dropped. Yeah, right in the chest. That was a pick six. That was that was over. That was right at the beginning of the game too. Yeah, it was the beginning of the game, and but a couple other passes. They, they you know they couldn't capitalize on it, and you know it, it's. Purdy's not going to play like that the whole game. He, the wet ball was bothering him. You could tell he dropped back and starts wiping his hand on his leg before he throws the ball. He had a glove on at the first drive. He took the glove off. He obviously doesn't like playing with the wet ball. I knew that was going to be a factor, that it was going to be wet. It was going to be ugly, messy. I just thought they would win by a little bit more than three points, but they scraped by. They're lucky to win that game. And Jordan Love – What's annoying to me in the last drive is it almost seems like that, you know what, they expected to be up by more. They're down by three, and they got frustrated, and they said, you know what, we're either going to win it here or we're going to lose it here. We're not going to take it to overtime. Really? Tell that to Tom Brady. Tell that okay. – you, know, you know how many times in divisional or, or conference championship games where road teams won an overtime game? 13 to nine times the road teams won. Not the home team, the road yeah. team. And it's like the Packers are like, and, and the, the Bucks are the same way. It's like, well, we lost. Like, we either win or we lose. It's like, come on, dude. The road teams won more in these games than the home team. Yeah. And it's like Jordan Love got impatient. Throwing across his body like that. Like, what are you doing? In the triple coverage. In the triple coverage. And then, you know, after the game, it's like, it's like he, you look at him, he's like, oh, whatever. It's like, no, dude, you don't get very many opportunities like this. You know, it's like, yeah. that's it. Well, I mean, it was a bad you know, Packers, you know, we just talked about their draft earlier. You know, they, they look like they might be coming up in the next couple of years. So maybe they do get a, a couple of more chances. They but did. yeah, um, I mean, they, you know, they missed a field goal also. So they really uh, they had a chance to win or be in that game. So I, I guess think, you know what does that say about the 49ers? I think that's where I'm going with this is you know in the early, middle of the year and everything everyone's like Brock Purdy MVP. 
maybe we need to take a step back for Brock Purdy because he, if he doesn't have every single weapon that he has, he's not very good. One player, Debo Samuel, is not there. Yeah, totally it different game. It did. You take it did. Uh, Mark Andrews away from Lamar Jackson, he's still Lamar Jackson. And with Purdy, it's like he needs every single person out there to succeed. Yeah, and but but here's the thing: if you want to talk about MVP, what did they do when they lost Debo? When it, you could tell Purdy shook, the offense is shook. Okay, let's throw it to Kittle. Kittle's Kittle, but they can't just rely on him the whole game. It was McCaffrey. They rode McCaffrey to that win. You know, he gritted and. McCaffrey was not was not healthy in that game. He's banged up his his calf, his leg, and he's still running as hard as he's running, just balling, dude. So credit to him, like that was a that was that was a man's game right there in the weather, you know. Yeah, you you know Green Bay was playing better than they were, right? Than they are. Yeah. They played better than they are against Dallas. They played better than they are against the 49ers. So you credit has to go there, right? To to them for that game. Um you know, it's Purdy's definitely made mistake. He makes mistakes. You can see that too. Like there's a couple passes should have been intercepted. You know, he's throwing it in the wrong spots. He he missed a couple reads and and so is he, you know, an elite quarterback? You know, I don't know. I mean, that's that still remains to be seen. The guy's still in his barely in his two years, you know. So, but if he if he goes to a Super Bowl and wins a Super Bowl, that's going to do a lot for his confidence coming into the next few years. And so, when you play, you know, in a lower level and you get drafted late, you know, you you know he's got confidence issues. You know, you're not coming out the number one overall pick. You're not. You're not the guy. And you're not playing. He's not playing with house money anymore. There, he, he is. He's not surprising anybody like he did last year. Everyone's ready for it. It's not like a guy coming out of nowhere and he's like. It's almost like Jordan Love was playing. He's playing with house money. Like they don't expect anything from us. We're gonna get beat by Dallas. That's not pretty. Everyone's like, you know what? These are his weaknesses. Let's exploit them. And that's what they're starting to do. And it doesn't, like I said, they don't even know if that Debo's going to play this week. You know? And so it, they're, the pressure's starting to get mount on him. You know? Well, there was Versus a... Lamar, where everyone's like questioning Lamar, when are you going to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> when are you going to win? When you get to the Super Bowl? Right. That's not, you know, it's, 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 he's already had the pressure. You know, there was a, a problem though with their San Francisco's play calling as well. I was watching a lot of that replay, and dude, their safeties were just cheating up. They could have thrown it over the top, especially to Kittle, all game. Kittle yeah. could have had 200 yards received. I know. That's why he got so like, open on that one touchdown. He's so open. He yeah. was like, it was like that all game, and you're just like, what are you guys doing? Like, isn't there somebody up in the booth like looking at this? Yeah. Like who's who's out there making these calls? Uh so there was a problem with San Francisco's offensive play calling that game too. So 
but they get the win. They move forward. Uh, Detroit and Tampa. D uh, Tampa played them tougher than I thought. I thought Detroit would have handled that game pretty easily. You know, watching it, it was a close game, but it never felt like it. Right. You know what I mean? It always felt like Detroit was going to win. They were in control, but the score was close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're the, the Bucks are scrappy. I mean, Baker's scrappy. It's just there's a ceiling and they hit it. That was yeah. that was it wasn't quite good enough to win that game. And I think Detroit wasn't playing that great first three quarters, anyways. They're playing well enough to get by, but still win the game. Um, yeah, I thought it was. It wasn't it weird that they didn't call a timeout at the end of the game. Well, that's what that's what people have been talking about the last two days. And so I was, I couldn't, I didn't have any sound. I was just watching. It was loud, and so I was like, I didn't realize it till the next day. And I started scratching my head. I go, Why wouldn't you call a timeout? And then what? Bull, what did Bull say? In, in the pro, in the well, because they would have kicked the field goal, right? And, the, and right. they went up. But well, it's like, why not try to block the field goal? Like, what, I, I mean, or he misses the field goal, or he, he misses the field goal, yeah. or whatever. Like, you still got time. There was like thirty seconds or something left, yeah. right? And they they didn't call the timeout. Yeah. They said Campbell would have done a fake field goal. Yeah, <laughs> Campbell yeah. Campbell would have went out there and kicked it himself. <laughs> no, but. Where? I, I just did I just didn't understand it. Like why yeah. why why not call the timeout? Like you just gave up. Don't ever leave timeouts out there when you're losing. Right. Right. That's the same thing I said. It's like, oh, well, I guess they can miss it, but then we have to go down, score a touchdown, get the two point conversion, and then go into overtime, but we'll lose because we're on the road. Yeah. It's just it's almost how ridiculous. But you know what is funny is I I started thinking back during the season and college football too it's like play for the win now go for two you don't want to go into overtime it's like what are you talking about here like you know why not go into overtime you're the underdog you're not supposed to be here you know no one expected you to be here like the packers you're not supposed to be here either why not go into overtime yeah it's going to put all the pressure on the home team they're supposed to win and historically Home teams have done worse in overtime than away teams. So it's just, I don't understand it. Yeah, it just seemed weird. Uh, you know, I just, I, I couldn't, I was trying to think about in my head, like, like what's going through Bowles' mind. I don't know. What he be... said was not, was, I, I forgot what he exactly said, but it was idiotic. He, he said, was trying to protect Baker Mayfield because he knew Baker would go out there Throw an interception. <laughs> Throw an interception. I don't know if you, you, you know, uh, Annie Agar, she's hilarious. The videos that she does, she says, uh, she she does the invitation of Todd Bowles. He's like, well, I'm just going to save this timeout for next year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like cracking up. I was like, because, I mean, really, that, that you, well, you don't get to keep it, man. You don't get to yeah. use it yeah. again later. <laughs> it, it, I, I don't understand it. I yeah, it was weird, bad. but uh, I, I you're right. I mean, Detroit felt like they were going to win the game. They controlled most of the game. Uh, Tampa had a couple chances, though. You know, I mean, Baker turned a little bit into Baker in a couple throws, and 
turn the ball over, you know, and that doesn't help them. But uh, Detroit, uh, you know, definitely played their game. So they they looked like they were going to win from the beginning. I feel like Baker is Gardner Minshew. They'll make <laughs> magical plays, and yeah. they, but they'll only get you as far as you can, and then they'll make dumb plays. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, he. He's just a little better version of Uncle Rico, slightly, not much. <laughs> Wes, can he do commercials again? <laughs> no, he didn't win the Super Bowl. He did. He made it to the divisional round. That doesn't quite qualify for commercial. But then again, Justin Herbert can't even make it to the playoffs. So. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> doing some way. Here's yeah. my thing: Do we ever see Lamar Jackson in any commercials? That is actually a great point. Dude, I, I can't think of many. I can't even think of a Lamar Jackson commercial. Maybe we should just stop talking now so he doesn't doesn't start doing commercials here. Ed. Actually, he's gotta he's gotta I mean, have commercials. I mean, he's gotta have something. He doesn't need commercials, man. He just runs in the tunnel. That's all he needs to do. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he's done a commercial here and there. I don't know. I can't think of one. He's got Gatorade, so maybe he's been in a Gatorade commercial. Uh, Yeah, he's got to. I couldn't imagine him not. Especially if you're with Gatorade, right? Isn't that like part of the contract? Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking. It looks like the last commercial I see was for Oakley, and that was two years ago. Maybe he learned from Wes, and he's like, I haven't won a Super Bowl yet. I better yeah, stop. Yeah, I can't this. make commercials. Or maybe it's because he's doing all this contract negotiations. He was yeah. going commercialist. Uh, speaking of Lamar, let's uh, talk last game, Ravens-Texans. Um, you know, that game kind of went how you know we talked about. is It was close early. Texans even had a chance to have a lead going into halftime, you know. Missed the field goal. But was it really that close? No, no. I mean, they, they were tied. So, yeah. Okay, but <laughs> what did C.J. Stroud do? Yeah. Do no, I, mean, I mean, obviously, yeah, they got to – but even either way, you know, it's not like they let Baltimore score 21 points. You know, they held them to 10. Yeah. But who said that Baltimore would win by over 10 points? <laughs> yeah, I mean they they eventually covered, right? But the 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 fact the thing was is that the game was close through halftime and then just like, you know, was suspected Baltimore would regain their steam and and finish the game off, finish strong where the Texans would would then falter. But I mean, the Texans never really showed up. They got a punt return for a touchdown. That's yeah. it. Well, in the field, they like I said, they would have been winning 13 10 at half, they wouldn't miss the field goal, right? Well, I mean, yeah, the punt return, yeah, they got a score there. Besides that, they didn't score a touchdown. Um, Baltimore's defense is impressive to shut down Houston like that. It, it's like it's like they're everywhere, like it doesn't matter where they they. Houston tried to go. It's it's like there there's always guys around, and so I mean, it's good to have really fast, good linebackers. Yeah, right. Who wants who wants <laughs> Rokon Smith? That's dumb. Yeah, Rokon Guy. Yeah. Well, you know what was 
I think thought more impressive was Houston's defense was doing a solid job in the first half. Uh, and then the adjustments that Baltimore made to come out in the second half and put up that many points, you know, and then just make those changes was pretty impressive because, you know, it didn't look like they were going to do a whole lot offensively because they, they were getting a good amount of pressure. You know, Lamar well, looked out of sorts on a few plays. Baltimore listened to Wes. In the second half, you know what they did? What Wes has been saying all year what Baltimore needs to do? Run the ball. Right. With the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, 100 yards. Hill, 66 yards. Edwards, 40 yards. By committee. I mean, Hill was averaging five yards a carry. Edwards, four yards a carry. Then they even have the greatest receiving running back of all time. <laughs> Sprinkled him in at the end. Dude, he looks fast. He looks like his old self again. I was like, Jesus, like yeah, well, now what's, he's got a chance to win. What's in your Wheaties, man? What's in your Wheaties? Yeah, he was, uh, it's called a Super Bowl ring. Oh, jeez. Dude, that's a weapon. I don't yeah. care. He could be their third running back. That's a pretty darn good third running back. Yeah, it is. Well, here's the other thing. We talk about injuries and stuff. Okay. Um, J.K. Dobbins out for the season. Okay, we'll just go with this guy. Oh, and then we have Keaton Mitchell out for the season. Yeah. Well, we're just going to rotate a million different running backs. It doesn't matter. It's because they don't have any any good ones. They don't have any bad ones. They're just all mediocre. <laughs> They're like... Oh, Mark Andrews, that's okay. We'll bring in Isaiah Likely. Yeah. Just get nine, get nine average running backs and just let them get hurt. So that leaves the matchup. Let's start there. Okay. We've got the conference championships. Baltimore, KC, and uh San Francisco, Detroit, right? So uh obviously. You know, our picks, we already have Baltimore, San Francisco winning these games. But now that we've seen them play out, you know, what what do these games look like? How do these games play out? Let's start with Baltimore, KC. So it's obviously in Baltimore, them being the one seed. Coming off this Texans game, coming off the KC-Buffalo game, you know, how, how does this game play out? What do you guys see here? So it's gonna be it's gonna be a warm front. It's gonna be forty three degrees. <laughs> it's gonna be hot. I think it's. I think this is gonna play over like uh, you said the Texans game was. It's gonna be close early, and then Baltimore's just gonna run the ball, and their defense is gonna bottleneck the Chiefs. The Chiefs' main weakness on defense is the running game, stopping the run. That's what the Ravens do best. And what better way to cover Kelsey than Roquan Smith or Patrick Queen, right? right. Or Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton is, yeah, Kyle Hamilton did a job, too. So, well, I think the, wait, the best way to cover Kelsey is to keep him off the field. Hit him in the yeah. knees. <laughs> no, just run the ball a lot, right? Control the ball, yeah. and uh, and you know keep keep their offense off the field as much as you can. You know, um, although you know you look at Baltimore's defense, they're kind of set up for a team like Kansas City. 
you know, they, they've got, you know, they still got decent DBs, but they really are good at that mid range, mid, mid level defense. Yeah. So, so what does Kansas City need to do to win the game? Like, can Kansas City win this game? What do they need to do? Stop Lamar and then run with Pachanko. Yeah, Pachanko's Pichen- health has something to do with it as well. I think Pachanko, if he has a big game, it's going to cause problems for the Ravens. And, well, on the flip side, the Ravens want to win this game – they can't allow Patrick Mahomes to run around and do it and improvise. Right. They need to. They need to use their linebackers. They got to use schemes or spying. They want to box him in. You can't let him run around like he's been running around in these playoff games. He's ran all over the Dolphins. He was running around last week. I mean, you can't allow him to do that. You need to. They need to get him to go backwards, not forwards, and throw the ball. They can do that. They're going to win the game easily. If not, it's going to be a game. And now, as Pacheco, I think Pacheco would have a big game. But if I'm Baltimore there, he he isn't he runs like he doesn't. Pacheco runs like he doesn't care about his life. He runs that recklessly. But when you do that, you expose the football. I would be I would be tackling the football in that game. Yeah, you want you want to get some turnovers, Patrick Mahomes. It's hard to get turnovers on Patrick Mahomes in this time of year. Get it by going after the football, whether it's Bachenko or Rice or their, their limited wide receiver abilities. Get the ball because turnovers might be the difference in the game. Besides, I, I this could be an awful close game, and I don't. If I'm if I'm if I'm on the other side of Patrick Mahomes, I don't want it to be a close game. Because Patrick Mahomes usually wins close games and the other team doesn't. Well, I don't see a scenario where unless Kansas City gets turnovers, they they can't go back and forth with with, uh, Baltimore because Baltimore is going to get stops on them. So you don't want to play that game you played with the Bills. Well, and then to go off Wes's points with turnovers, Baltimore is number one in the league in turnover differential, plus 13. The Chiefs, 28th in the league, negative 11. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to need to get turnovers to win the game for sure. Yeah. And again, I don't see a scenario where they can go back and forth because, like I said, Baltimore will come up with stops. And then I don't think the Chiefs can afford to have their defense go trying to go back and forth, stopping them. Yeah. Especially the blow. It's just, it's best to, just beat them and beat them down early. So you, yeah, you know, don't want them hanging around in the game. No, that, no. I mean, that's that's like the worst thing you can do is let Patrick Mahomes stay in the game. They should win by two touchdowns, the Ravens. What's the spread on this game? Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. I mean, I'm still ta- I, I still take the Ravens to cover that. Um, obviously, you know, they're pre-playoff pick for me to go to the Super Bowl, so I got to stay with them. Um, at home, I think I think they they gained a lot of momentum in the second half. They, you know, kind of dusted off any of any uh, rust they had from the, the bye week in that first half, and then the second half they've got rolling. 
And uh, I think that that'll continue for them. I think, yeah, I think they cover probably probably seven to ten points. So that's why that's my prediction. I hope so. Yeah, I think we all hope so. Well, if we're all picking the Ravens, you know what that means. <laughs> Ravens so last week. <laughs> yeah, I got. I mean, on paper, the Ravens should win, but you know, the Ravens have choked every year in the playoffs, right? Yeah, but maybe this is the year they maybe pull this the, is the young, year. They get the yeah. monkey off the back. I think I think I think you need a lot of Zay Flowers. I think you need Zay Flowers early. I think likely has been a great weapon. A, yeah. a he's he he could cause problems for the for KC, you know. And what about Odell Beckham? Mm. You know, come on. I mean And I think Andrews is gonna be back this week. Yeah, Andrews yeah. should be playing. So you got two tight ends, capable tight ends. Uh, Bateman, obviously, and Beckham and Flowers. Others. So, you know, you got plenty of, of weapons out there. And that's if he has to. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, the greatest running back, receiving running back <laughs> of all time, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin and the greatest running quarterback of all time, yeah. Mark Jackson. Yeah, it's looking. I mean, they, they've got enough. So, like, yeah, on paper, it definitely looks like they win this game. But it's Kansas City, so. Well, here's what Lamar needs to do is, if he goes back to pass, don't force anything. Just run the ball if you can. Yeah, right. Just, just tuck it. Because then, you know, they're going to have to have, like, Nick Bolton or someone be a spy. Yeah. But then that takes coverage away from someone else. Yeah, it is. It's, I think the Ravens got to play smart football. You know, I think – if they don't turn the ball over in the opposite, they, they easily win, right? Where Kansas City needs them to turn the ball over to win the game. Mm-hmm. So that's where we, we come. I think we come out of that game. Of the two games, I think this would be my more confident pick in in Baltimore winning this game. Uh, so let's jump over to Detroit, Kansas, or San Francisco. So in San Francisco, obviously them being the one seed. Um, this will be the first time Detroit's on the road, right? So they're they've been at home the first two games. So now they go to San Francisco. It's gonna be tame compared to last week. It's yeah. gonna be sixty-nine degrees and no rain. Right. Which is probably good for San Francisco. Well, it's really good for Detroit. Yeah, they're definitely not used to any elements, right? They they like yeah. that, but yeah, it was kind of funny. I was listening to them talk about <laughs> the reporter asked Jared Goff. He's like, he's like, so you know, you know, how how is it, you know, your weapons compared to the, all of their great weapons, you know? And and he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you know, they got you know, first team, you know, they got good, this great receiver. And he's like, they're like, you got to Brown. He's like, you know, say Brown was first team all pro, right? <laughs> you know, it's just, it just funny listening to him get a little defensive about the quality of their skill players versus the quality of San Francisco's skill players. They actually match up pretty well. Ed. I mean, you got St. Brown is probably the best receiver out of all these, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at Ayuk is good. Debo, Debo's a receiver, but I, I could. It's hard to categorize Debo, right? Laporta, I know he's younger, but Laporta and Kittle, that's both formable. Um, McCaffrey, Montgomery, and Gibbs. Well, yeah, they got. I mean, Detroit's got a two-headed monster. Yeah, they have that's two good, two pretty yeah, good. You can't really, you can't really put Debo in that category, even though that Gibbs can be a Debo, and I think Gibbs is going to have to be a Debo to win this game. Get they're going to have to get the ball to Gibbs throwing yeah. the football. Get him I think in space. For need, sure. They need Gibbs needs to be Debo for them because I think. They're going to try to lock up their receivers. Getting the ball to Diggs is going to open up St. Brown's. Hell, it might even open up the deep passing game. It's going to open up Port. Gibbs is a key. I think they're going to do everything they can to stop Montgomery. They're going to go after, they're going to like, we do not want them running on us. So we're going to make Jared Goff drop back 50 times and beat us. And he's going to make a mistake. And that's what they're banking on. Or we're going to get to him. You know, we're going to get to him with Bosa. Well, you Green Bay had a little bit of success running the ball. I mean, Jones had 100 yards. Jones definitely, had, but you know, he had a 50 yard or two, so that helps your your average. But yeah, I mean, still they had some success running the ball, right? And so, Detroit, you know, you can't get away from that run game. You gotta, you gotta pound the ball a little bit because it's going to take the press. It's going to take the pressure off of Gawk. Yeah, of, what you, you don't want is him dropping back and yeah. getting pressured and because that's when he cracks a little bit. He does. Yeah. Well, it's so, interesting. Uh, I didn't think of this. You know, they, they only – Gibbs and Montgomery only ran the ball 19 times against the Buccaneers. Right. They were talking about that. <laughs> They're like, what do you need to do? We need to run the ball. So what would you do? We threw the ball a bunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Goff threw it 43 times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's too many. Uh, well, and that's why I think that hurts you against San Francisco because you're gonna you you throw you drop back that many times they're gonna get to you right they they're too good on the defensive line and then once they start getting to Goff he will make mistakes he'll make bad decisions he'll he'll force the ball you know he'll let the ball go too quickly. So they gotta, they have to force the run. I think you know when Wes talk about uh, Gibbs, that you got to get him the ball in space, right? You got to get him the ball where he's not getting tackled right away, where he has a chance to make some moves or use uses speed, whether it be like angle routes or flares or you know Texas routes, anything like that, um, to to get him some space to to move with the ball. Well, yeah, I think the key is Jamison Williams. Yeah, he's he's he needs big, to get some deep passes. Yeah, you got to stretch the field. And, and and the thing is, they haven't really done that a lot in the first couple playoff games. And he, I had this feeling like you're going to have to do this to be a team like the Niners. You can't just you can't do these crossing routes the whole game against the Niners. Tonight, St. Brown has 1,500 yards. That's great. 
you you need a couple plays from from Jamison going down the field, stretching the field, and golf connecting. You know. Well, Laporta's been good about that for them. You know, running those corners, those deep corners. Oh, and you know who they just picked up. Right, bringing in good old Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz, and you know what? That's, That's kind of funny. Like, why? I mean, I get it. it. You know, it's it. He's he's good, but well, it's a little um, late in the game. <laughs> well, their tight end, right? The one he had a what a an, a big catch, twenty nine yarder against the Bucks. He's hurt. He's yeah. out. But it's good. I mean, because you want that way, you can run two tight end sets. Ertz, okay, just go over the middle and get open, right? Yeah. And then Laporta, that way he can do. Yeah, you, yeah, you want Laporta stretching the field too is what you want. Yeah, they're gonna need. Yeah, they're definitely gonna need to stretch out that defense a little bit. You got to run the ball. You you have to have success on third down as well. They have to convert because they're not going to get a lot of big plays. I don't think. Sure, they got to stretch the field, but I don't see them hitting for a lot of home run plays. So you got to be able to convert on third down and keep drives alive. So, I mean, I would look at, you know, what's their third down conversion at the end of the game? That'll matter. So uh, what what does San Francisco got to do to win this game? They got to run the ball, obviously. Hopefully for them, Debo plays. Yeah. Purdy can't make any mistakes. It's it's one where it's like Purdy just needs to be the point guard. Right. And let his guys do their things. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, Detroit's defense has been better, but I think, yeah, if Purdy can play pretty mistake-free football, I don't know that Detroit can stop him mm-hmm. without, you know, some mistakes, right? Because if he's just – if he just gets – on time with his routes and they run the ball like they can. Yeah. I don't know that Detroit's defense is solid enough to really stop them throughout the game. Although, you know, Hutchinson has been playing lights out the last month and a half. Yeah. He's going to have to put some pressure on, but you know, I mean, who's going to be lined up against Trent Williams now? Can move him around. Yeah. You're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's tough. So um, I, I say, yeah, San Francisco, I think their key is just stay within their game, run the ball, good reads from Purdy, no bad throws. It still looks like, and, you know, obviously it's a championship game, so I'm going anyway, but it still looks like San Francisco has the leg up. If Debo's not 100% healthy, I think that hurts them a lot, or not a lot, but enough that it kind of evens out a little more. I still think San Francisco's defense is a lot more solid uh, for a game like this. I think they're more set to play better defense than Detroit is. Not so fast, Steve. Not so fast. Detroit is built to beat San Francisco. And here's why. We talk about all the defensive linemen that 49ers have, but
but they're not run stoppers. And so that's where Detroit has the advantage. They're going to pound the ball. And I don't think Debo's playing and the 49ers offense isn't the same without him. And I don't trust Kyle Shanahan in big games. What has he done in big games? Well, he lost his quarterback last year, so that's tough. Both quarterbacks. Okay. What did he do against when he went when they lost to the Packers, right? Oh, no, they beat the Packers. Never mind. Um, they they went to I mean yeah I mean I don't I wouldn't say I don't trust him I don't I don't think uh, I don't think Campbell's any more set to be a better coach in this game I don't think coaching is going to be the difference. Coaching's yeah. always the difference in the playoffs, Steve. <laughs> I, I think it's this all really... about adjustments. Everything that happens in the second half. I mean, well, yeah, they said they're going to run the ball a lot last week too. You know, and they threw the ball forty three times. Right. So. They, they got to stick to that. You're right. Like if they don't, if they throw the ball too many times, they're going to get themselves in trouble. So we'll see what, uh, what they call this week. They can call it a little better. But I, my, my pick still San Francisco. That's what I picked at the beginning of this game, you know, so I'm staying there. Uh, they're at home. They're in better weather. Yeah, I'm taking Ravens Lions as the Super Bowl. So you gotta you, you gotta stick with the Lions. <laughs> who who did you have, Wes? You had 49ers, right? I had yeah. 49ers before, but I'm taking the Lions now. Oh, you're, yeah. you're flipping to the Lions. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I've I'm gonna stick with the Niners. It's 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 a tough one though. I I won't be surprised the Lions win, but I don't know. Take the take the Niners by five. Yeah, what's the spread on this one? Seven. Seven. Yeah. That might be hard to cover. Yeah. Considering the way last week went. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's so hard because you know if Detroit plays the the right game, it should be a close game, right? But I can, like I said, I could see them. It, they're still relatively inexperienced, you know. It's, they're they're just playing. I don't think they played particularly great in these playoff games. Well, no, they haven't because they barely beat the Rams, the Rams, and they. I, I think they could play better, and they might play better. They play better, they'll beat the Niners. I think they can beat the Niners. I just, you know, how many more times are the Niners going to just sit there and, you know, how many more times do they have here? I mean, it's, it's kind of a – it's going to be – whoever loses this game is going to be heartbroken. Either or. I, I want Detroit to win but are the Niners really going to lay down like that and lose this game? Is the defense going to let them lose this game? Right, right. That's another thing. You know, there's a lot of pride in that organization, especially on in the, on that defense. I think Detroit. I think there's a lot of people that are that are in Vegas. They're like, I'm going to put my money on Detroit. 
you know, and that it's not a bad bet, but are they really? I mean, that's just go in to beat the Niners like that. That's a big win. Right at home. It would be awesome to see. <laughs> I want to see Detroit in the Super Bowl. You know? Well, I don't know if we want to see Ravens Detroit again, though. Well, no, it would be a different game than that. No, that was that was a blip. That was a blip. That was just like, hey, we just didn't know what was going on here. But yeah, so Detroit has a pretty good run defense. So that's you gotta you gotta uh well, I guess that's just in the playoffs though, but I mean it's funny, like they were saying Detroit, like all the draft experts were giving them a C minus or worse for their draft. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it would it was they were just they racked on their draft. I go, look, this Gibbs thing is gonna work out. I I mean it's gonna work out in the end. Um, well, Gibbs, Gibbs, don't be wrong. I like Gibbs, but they did really well other places. You talk about Brian Branch. You talk about Laporta, Campbell, you know, uh, Campbell. Yeah, yeah Campbell. four starters out of those draft, right? No. Yeah, I think so. So here's it, Detroit has to stop the run, right? Number one, you got to shut down McCaffrey somehow. Yeah. If you can't shut down McCaffrey, you're in trouble. And then you have to control the ball on your side of the ball. And Goff can't make mistakes. You got to keep him out on time, right? He can't drop back, hold the ball. Because he holds the ball, they're going to get to him. And then, you know, the bad luck of the Niners, too. Debo might not play or he won't be 100%. We don't know how well McCaffrey will be either. Yeah, you you don't know. I mean, McCaffrey, he'll play through it if he has to, though. Right. But he, yeah. Uh, adrenaline gets you so far, but yeah. sometimes it is what wasn't it the hip? Yeah, they'll be in the in the halftime giving him the shot in the hip. Right. <laughs> they'll be like, man, McCaffrey can barely move. He comes out at halftime, like, wow, look, and he's jumping around like a gazelle. <laughs> well, then Campbell at halftime will be bite his hip, <laughs> bite his kneecaps, bite his kneecaps. So, I mean, it should be a good game. I don't know. I, I'm. Seven, man, that's a lot. I don't know if they'll cover that. I think they. I think they'll. Cover. I'm going to take them to cover. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think it'll be a good game. Here's the way I think the game is going to go. I think it's going to be a real good game all the way up to the fourth quarter, and I think Goff's going to fall apart. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Goff's going to fall apart in the fourth quarter. I think they're just going to beat up on Goff. He's going to fumble the ball. Just remember, who's actually been to a Super Bowl as a quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, but you'd never tell by watching the guy play. Yeah, but he's done it. So you can't be like, oh, this is too much pressure on it. He's already been there. No, no, I, I don't. I mean, well, he's got pressure for different reasons, but I think their team as general, you know, I, they're they're very inexperienced. As yeah. a team, I think, I that's think probably that, why they don't. When you're so inexperienced, it it's like you don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's nothing there. It's all house. You don't know any better. And then golf. I think the big the 
the most pressure was that first playoff game. Yeah. And then the second one, there was a little bit of pressure there because you're playing the Bucks. You got to beat the Bucks. And now I think there might be a, l- a little bit less pressure until he really feels it from right. both. <laughs> the both this is, not, this is a different kind of pressure. Yeah, this kind of pressure kind of is pressure the pressure of your, your head yeah. hitting the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's a different type of pressure. But you're talking about uh, Aiden Hutchinson with Trent Williams. Well, Detroit's got Penny Sewell, who's probably arguably the best tackle in the NFL right, right now. Yeah. Yeah, but San Francisco doesn't have just one guy rushing, though. This is the thing. They they have a really good line. We talked about that earlier. So that's – it's just – it's tough. And like I say, you have to, as a coach or an OC, you have to make sure that you keep him out of those situations. You got to get the ball to his hands quick. You got to make sure he's got multiple options to, to get rid of the ball. You can't run a lot of single and two route trees. Like you gotta, you gotta put a lot of guys in the, in the options. You should have Gibbs or you know out in the flat somewhere for a outlet almost every time. All right, well, Wes, you going San Francisco to cover or not? Not to cover, but when not to cover. Derek's going Detroit. Yep. They're one shining moment. Yep. One tiny moment. Well, I need it to be Baltimore, San Francisco, because then you win. <laughs> then, I'm, then it's when I'm right. <laughs> Just can't be Kansas City and anybody. <laughs> it's going to Kansas yeah. City, Detroit. <laughs> I just can't handle. Yeah, yeah, they were showing the graphic. It's, it's been Kansas City, Denver, or Patriots the last 10 years. Right. AFC. I can't handle that anymore. See, the Lions go to the Super Bowl. I want to get the freaking Lions parka from that Eddie Murphy Warren Beverly Hills cop. All right. <laughs> that is money. I wish I could find that. Like, how much is it? $500? I don't care. $500. That is just money. I love that. Just rock that. I'll go to Vegas and rock that. Right. You can get it on Amazon. Oh, no. A hundred bucks. hundred bucks. There we go. I'll wear that in Vegas. Well, you got to wear it for the Super Bowl if the Lions are playing. Yeah. I think this is I'll send it to you guys. Any any other thoughts or predictions or anything else for this weekend's games? Yeah, let's I'm just I'm I'm ready for it. I I the the last weekend was taxing. So, well, all the games kind of went for the most part, you know, like we thought the except the Kansas City Buffalo game. I had a bad feeling about the Kansas City game. Yeah. Like I was like, so I think I, for the upset, so it sucks. Well, yeah, I mean, it's because it was definitely the most likely for sure. I feel bad because it wasn't Josh Allen. He did everything he could. Yeah, no, he played well. Yeah, and and think about Josh. And you hear everybody Monday morning quarterbacking Josh Allen. It's like he played. It sucks with Josh is because he plays the game like a kid. 
He's out there. And he plays the game like we would all want to play. We play when we're kids. He's running around. He's doing whatever he wants because he has that type of ability, right? And to lose like that. And he kind of took it okay. You know, I mean, but that's that's a tough one to swallow. For well, him. he's he's getting it, though, and he's going to get it all yeah. all the offseason. They're going to be talking about, look, you, you've you been here this many years, and you, you haven't done it, and you keep – you guys keep losing and you have so many turnovers and he's going to get it both barrels all off season. What was funny is there's a huge X war. Um, people are getting after um, Marcus Spears because he was like, you put Josh Allen on the 49ers and they're runaway favorites. And everyone's like, no, pretty Allen's not that good. <laughs> That you don't have to be that good. Like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't, it's not like Allen plays on a bad team, though. Like, he's yeah. got weapons. He has nobody on defense right now, though. Everyone's yeah. hurt. You know, de- defensively, it's, it's a struggle for them. Like, three quarters of their defensive backfield was out. Right. And their head coach called a stupid fake punt. That was such a bad call. They got lucky they got the ball right back, though. That's the other thing. Okay. I am tired of all these people being like, we need to get rid of the stupid rule of the fumble in the end zone. No, no, you don't. Stop. Did you hear Ryan Clark's explanation for it? No, I don't want to know. It was actually pretty funny because the – what's that guy's name? Sam Kellerman? or, or I don't remember who he's with, but he was saying, like, He's one saying, like, it's a stupid rule that six inches before the line, if you fumble, you get the ball and you get to keep it. But six inches after the line, if you fumble, it goes touchback to the uh, to the uh, other team. And Ryan Clark's like, look, he's like, it's like the doors of church. He's like, you could be mean to everybody. You can cuss and swear and everything like that. But as soon as you walk up to the doors of church. You walk in, it's it's St. Mary's, Hail Mary. You know, you're you you're saved. You can't do anything right and wrong. He's like, that's what the end zone is. It's the it's the door to church. And he's like, and if you you fumble past it, you lose it. It was pretty funny. I was like, that's that's funny. Because well, yeah, like, I mean it's the same thing as like, oh, like a safety, right? <laughs> Should that be a well, then that shouldn't count because you're getting tackled in the end zone. Right. Just a touchback for the for the defense. <laughs> no, it's it's uh I, I mean I don't mind the rule. Like it's that's fine. Like that's the way it is. It's like that's the end zone. I mean, it's like we've taken enough away from defenses. Now you're gonna try and take that away from them? Right. No, I don't think that there's any reason, but there there's well, been a lot of because it happened to the Chiefs. It. We have to yeah, look at it's it. Because it happened to the Chiefs. Because Taylor Swift brought it up. Just like the overtime rule. Oh, well, it was, you know, the Chiefs game. So we got to look at this. <laughs> like, stop. Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Big games coming up. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who. Uh, I think, Wes, we got the same pick. So we both got Baltimore, San Francisco. So Derek's the only outlier with the Detroit, Baltimore, Detroit picks. And we all just hope Kansas City loses. So <laughs> that's all I care about. I mean, if it's 49ers, oh well, but 
That's as rare. long as it's not the Chiefs. <laughs> as long as it's not the Chiefs. Then I could just relax and watch the Super Bowl and not really right. care. Oh, you imagine if it's the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, the Taylor Swift mania. Chiefs, Chiefs, Lions. Oh, man. Taylor Swift, Eminem. Yeah. Okay, Wes is going Eminem already. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know if I could handle Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out if this is rigged. <laughs> oh, no. It might be scripted. Watch it will be one of the uh, it will be the uh Kansas City will be kicking a field goal to win the game oh. and it will be missed and all of a sudden there will be a flag. Right. Oh. Don't do it. You know they love the drama. The NFL's all about drama these days. They got they're writing it in as much as they can. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're still listening out there, don't forget to subscribe and like. Appreciate the listens on uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Anything you want to hear next week, let us know. After the Super Bowl, keep in mind we'll stop some sports. But, uh, yeah, any comments for top fives? Uh, you know, if you listened last year, we like to do movies and all kinds of things. So comments are appreciated. And uh, we'll uh, catch y'all next time.